Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we're going to be talking a lot about mindset and why we do what we do. And I want to start off this episode for, you know, explaining why I decided to do this topic today, because I think it's really resonated with me as a reminder of something that I needed to hear. And I feel like because collectively, we're all going through so much in this world, everything that's going on is affecting all of us. Um, I wanted to share with you guys kind of like that thought process that I had because to be honest, ever since lockdown, whenever we had, you know, quote unquote quarantine, it's been, I don't know, I've been losing track of time, but it's been like a, a couple of months now. And ever since that, it's just been this roller coaster of me being on these positive vibes, taking care of myself, doing things. Um, for myself, self-care, my usual, like my normal usual routine. And then it's followed by, you know, this whole negativity and feeling depressed and lacking care for myself and, you know, not wanting to do my normal routine of working out and eating healthy. And so, you know, this is not like me. Of course, I I always have setbacks. We always have setbacks, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, that's just being freaking human. But I've noticed is I'm just struggling. Like it's it's back and forth, back and forth. And I'm having more setbacks than I usually do. And I had to finally be like, okay, what is going on? Obviously, everything going on around me has changed, right? Um, but how is that affecting me in the sense of why am I not able to have my normal routines? And, you know, basically going down and back into like, why do we do what we do? And that's really what today's episode is. And the inspiration for today's episode actually has to do with Tony Robbins. And if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, he is probably like the key motivational speaker. Like, just look him up if you haven't heard about him. You're going to love his stuff. And he has this concept of the six human core needs. And it explains why exactly what I've been saying, why we do what we do. And so before I even get to that, the realization that I had, and I've I've been listening to Tony Robbins for a long time. I've done so much personal development work, and it's been part of what has helped me through dealing with, um, you know, I was depressed for 10 years, had an eating disorder, had a lot of low self-esteem and self-worth. And so a lot of this has been mindset. And I knew about these six core human needs, But it was just a perfect reminder, like everything just fit so well when I went through these, um, we kind of reminded myself of this. And the kind of thought process I had is like, when I started realizing like, okay, I'm having too many high highs and too many low lows. And for me, when I was in a, when I was dealing with my depression, that was something that was very common. You know, I'd feel really good one day and then I'd feel really bad or I'd go through spells of feeling really, it was just like, 
a, like essentially like a roller coaster of emotions. And what I have learned over the years is like where your energy is is where you it grows, right? So I know that ener- like you f- the energy you feed, it grows. It's kind of like, okay, so like we all know like a smile is contagious, right? Like something positive, you know, somebody's being positive you, what do you feel? You feel positive. Someone's sad, what do you feel? So, you know, emotions can be um, – contagious. So negativity feeds negativity, positivity feeds positivity. And I know this all starts in our thoughts. So our thoughts create our actions. And I mean, our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions create our action. And it's this cascade effect. That's why, you know, two people can have the same situation that happens to them and they take it completely differently. And it wasn't the event that causes the change as how the person reacts to that event. And we have that control in us. And it's really important to realize that we do have that. We can change that. Yes, we can't control everything in our life. That's impossible. But you can't control how you react to that. And that all starts in our thoughts and our emotions because that is what's going to dictate how we're going to react, our actions, Okay. So I was like, okay, I know that. And, and I was like, okay, so what, you know, go kind of thinking about it. I was like, what, what do I need to think about? Like what I just need to go back to what taking care of me at a basic freaking fundamental level. And I thought, oh, core human needs. I remember Tony Robbins has talked about this. There's also the hierarchy of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I learned back in college and psychology class. But I really resonate a lot with Tony Robbins' six core human needs. So that's really what I'm going to talk about today. And you're going to see so many, like I started going through it and I was having a lot of ahas about like what is even happening in the world and how people are reacting. And it gave me a lot of compassion, not for just myself for what I'm going through, but for a lot of things in the world, like a lot of things that I don't even like really agree with that are going on. Um, But it just kind of gave me some sympathy because really when it comes down to it, we all have the same same needs okay there's six core human needs and most of the time Tony Robbins says we are focusing on two of those needs and there's kind of a hierarchy to it so you'll see you know um, as I go through these six core needs that if something's not met you really can't transcend into the higher needs of levels right and not only that, but for all of these needs, there's a an unhealthy and a healthy way to meet those needs, you know, um, a positive way or a negative way, even neutral ways. And the way that um, he says, uh, so he believes that everybody that this is like the reason why everybody does what they do and that we all have the same problems because we all have the same needs. And uh, we all have the same needs, but we behave differently because our values are different, okay? Um, So he also says the way that we fulfill a need is also based on our beliefs. Um, And that's how people react so differently to these needs. We all have the same six core human needs, but we react differently because of the beliefs that we have. So that will dictate how we get those needs. Um, So I know you're probably thinking, okay, Jessica, great. (laughs) Like, what are these needs? Because, and this is really gonna, you know, put it into perspective whenever I talk about this. 
Um, sorry, I'm kind of going through my notes. I want to make sure I don't forget anything in an intro before we really dive into the the six core needs. Um, another thing I thought was interesting and to think about this as we go on, it says, he said, people will give up their goals, their values, and their dreams to meet their needs. So these things aren't things that are a want. These are needs. These are actual human basic needs that we have to meet in order to feel like we can survive this life or to feel like we can even just be, okay? And so when you're listening to these needs, I want you to really think about like, where are you falling? Because that's what I did. I went, I listened to his talk about this and then I thought, oh, that makes so much sense about why I'm doing what I'm doing right now in the sense of I'm not showing up how I usually show up for myself. And I've noticed that I've taken on some ne- or negative or unhealthy ways of meeting some of these needs because of the stress that every, that's going on in the world. Um, so now it made me realize, so as you're going through, think about that, you know, how am I meeting this need? And am I meeting it in a positive way? Am I meeting it in a negative way? Um, and I'm going to share with you examples, like, so you can see, like, how are some ways that we can maybe meet this need in a positive way, right? So we can change that. Now, do realize that, yes, that sounds nice and easy, right? But the way that we respond to meeting these needs, remember going back, is the beliefs that we have. And beliefs can sometimes be a hard thing to shift when we have, especially when those are limiting beliefs and they're not serving us. So let's go ahead and talk about these needs. So the first need is... I don't know if you hear my kids screaming. They're going crazy. That's how like they let out their energy. Uh, it's screen. <laughs> so number one, um, the first need, the need for certainty. This is the just fundamental need of living. This is our survival need. This is, you know, the, the need to avoid pain and gain comfort and gain pleasure. That is just humans on a very fundamental level. Um, because what happens is certainty, right? It equals survival. Consistent pain can lead to death. So that's how we are hardwired just as humans. Um, So if you, you know, a lot of the times when people are struggling with this need for certainty, um, they'll freak out with change, right? Um, I think that right now, this has made a lot of sense because everything going on in the world, like there's so much a lack of certainty right now. A lot of our lives have been changed upside down. Like, to be honest, before all this, I never pay attention to news. I used to watch the news in college a little bit, and I realized how much it was affecting my day when I would watch in the morning as I was getting dressed and just the whole negativity. So I haven't watched the news in years. So because COVID has affected everybody, you know, we I think we all have been paying more attention to like what's been going on in the world. So that led to me paying attention to other things that are going on in the world. And it's really very consuming in the sense where it does make you feel like the certainty isn't there anymore, right? Like that you have lost that certainty because we don't know things have been changing, right? There's really a lack of certainty for so many things. And then not only that, but things get changed. Like, you know, we just got we're not in quarantine anymore. And then some of us are going back into quarantine now, depending on where you live. Um, and things are changing and you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Like all these things, like, it's just, you know, it's like, you can't feel like something is certain at this point. That's what I try to say. Um, and so there are ways that we can get certainty, healthy ways and unhealthy ways. So 
let's kind of talk about that because I think right now it's really important because we're all dealing with the need for certainty. And so these are, let's talk about the unhealthy ways first because I think all of us are going to so relate to this. So some ways of unhealthy ways of dealing with certainty is overeating, controlling others, binge watching Netflix instead of doing something productive or reliving your life, uh, feeling like you're in a rut or being in a rut, procrastination. Um, those are all things that I, I definitely have been experiencing. Those are all things like all of that <laughs> are things that when I am like on these low lows is I'm dealing with that. And so that's how I'm meeting my need of certainty because of everything going on. And then this is how you can do meet healthy ways of meeting certainty are routines, cleaning, rituals, organizing, backing yourself up, self uh, certainty of yourself, allowing yourself to be the person that you know that can handle that problem. Yes, allowing yourself to be that person and and having the confidence that you are that person, that certainty that you can get through this problem. And for me, what really did it during quarantine was my routine, Scott, all because for me, my my health like healthy way of dealing with certainty routines are a really big thing for me another thing is like and we're not like just routines in general like all kinds of different like routines like even fitness routines guys we are creatures of habit we do you know 40 50 percent of our day is is habit like it's habitual and so when covid happened and we had the quarantine it completely changed my routine uh, I know it did for, uh, for everybody, right? And some of us still are dealing with that change in our routine. And it's so hard, especially like, okay, for me, I've been working out at the gym for years and years. And so, you know, I was thinking, oh, I have no problem working out, right? Like, I love to work out. No problem at all. I enjoy that time. When I the gym was taken away from me and I had to do it at home, completely different story. I could barely get myself to do it. I hardly worked out at home. And it was crazy to me. And what it was, it was a change of environment. Like you changed my routine. Um, And that routine is so instilled in me to go to the gym and work out that when I changed it for home, it just, I couldn't. And of course, over time, if I kept at it, like anything you keep trying, like you're going to instill that routine. It just takes time. And it was like, I had to start all over with that. Um, so right now, the best thing you can do is to try to find some type of routine that you can, you know, can consistently try to work towards and give yourself grace knowing that if you are struggling like I did, like I, ha- I gave you a perfect example, think about environment. Environment has to do a lot with routine as well. So when you change your environment, you're changing up that routine. Um, so those are things to think about. And just really finding things that you can control on a daily basis to give yourself that certainty, but in a healthy way, not like, you know, the binging or the or like the overeating or the binge watching Netflix um, or being in a, a like procrastination, like because when we do those things and we hold ourselves back, like that's certain, like I know that, you know, if I procrastinate, like, I'm going to not go anywhere. I'm going to be where I'm right at. That's certainty for me, right? Um, if I go and I benchmark Netflix, I'm going to have that certainty of like, I know I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch that and I'm going to feel good. Like it's going to make me feel good for a little while. There's no um, questioning that. So it, what we need to do is I really want you to think about how can you meet your certainty in a healthy way, all right? So I think 
all of us are struggling with that. And that is the very core fundamental need that we all as humans deal with. The next need is need for certainty. I know it sounds contradicting. And that's even Tony Robbins says that's like part of the reason why it's so hard is because some of these contradict yourself, contradict themselves. So yes, I have a need for certainty, but you also have a need for uncertainty, for variety, surprise, the spice of life, like to spice up your life. I think about this when things become mundane and the same all the freaking time, It's like, it's boring. It's like, it's not stimulating to us. And so we also have a need for uncertainty. So this is, there's really, I thought this was very interesting because there's the, the, when you look at the healthy and the unhealthy ways for dealing with it. So let's talk about like unhealthy ways for, for dealing with uncertainty, um, creating drama and problems for ourselves. Um, I'm thinking back at myself when I was younger and to be honest, like, all these things, all the unhealthy ways, I've, I, that's what I did to meet a lot of things when I was depressed. And it's like I had to create problems for myself, not really drama with other people, but just within myself. Like that was comforting to me. It was really weird because that was my norm, right? But also at the same time, I would do it to create uncertainty. So I know it sounds really weird. Self-sabotage is another unhealthy uh, way to meet uncertainty. Um, I thought this is so interesting because I do this when I watch Netflix changing TV channels. Like (laughs) I thought that was really funny when I looked at, um, examples of this, like, you know, just having things like the option of different things. Like, and it's funny because I do that on Netflix. I'll sit there and I'll scroll and I'll scroll and I'll scroll. And I'm like, it's meeting my need of uncertainty, (laughs) right? Like, what am I going to choose? Like, Ooh, look at the variety. Cause, um, so I thought that was funny. Also, uh, doing drugs, drinking, things like that. Cause you're changing your state. It's like, giving you variety, right? Um, overwhelm is another unhealthy way to deal with it. So let's talk about ways that we can deal with things healthy in t- uh, w- with our need of uncertainty. Because if you are somebody that, I don't know where you live, um, but if you're somebody that is stuck at home and not, you know, not much going on, right? Uh, you're probably might be struggling with that need for uncertainty, for variety and surprise. And uh, healthy ways is giving yourself a new challenge, um, doing something that challenging yourself in a way that's going to be productive, uh, being playful, uh, taking an adventure, reframing. I love this. So when I did and when I got my NLP uh, cert, they talk a lot about like reframing things because once again, your mind is a very powerful thing. So you can change the meaning of an event. Like you can reframe things to make them fun and exciting. Like um, finding like the little things that, you know, that can give you that variety. Uh, hobbies is another one, being creative. So there are a lot of different things that, you know, even like learning too. For me, I really use like to that like whole learning aspect is a really big deal for me and how I progress myself. Um, So that is the need for uncertainty. That's number two. Uh, So like I said, contradicting the first and second needs kind of contradict themselves. You will see the same with the third and the fourth. The third one is the need to feel significant, to feel unique, special, important, needed. That's just a, this is like a big one. Um, All of these are big as just being a human. Uh, to, to, you know, at this, at what, basically what this boils down to is like, you want to feel heard. You want to feel like you matter, right? You want to have significance. And with 
what is going on in the world right now, like when you see what the unhealthy way of dealing with trying to feel significant, it makes so much sense. It gave me so much um, compassion to what's going on in the world right now without so much judgment and um, an unhealthy way to meet your needs or to meet this need is putting others down, being a victim, using violence, lying in in ways that get you caught, rebellion, self-pity stories. Um, Tony Robbins uses this really good example and I love this and he because it really makes sense. Like if the way that you get significance to feel unique, special, heard in an unhealthy way, the ultimate way is to tear everything down, to have violence. Like he's like, that is the number one way, like unhealthy way you know, is using violence to feel significance because he uses the example like when you say somebody feels so insignificant, like they don't matter. But once they put a gun to somebody, you know, point a gun at somebody, they get all the significance because now they're the only thing that matters to that other person. Like they they force that significance onto that other person. And um, now that person has no choice but to pay attention. It gives them dominance. It gives that person dominance. It gives them, that's a, a big part he was saying for men is having that significance to feel dominant, you know, as a male. And, and so I thought that was a really interesting way that he, he put it. And he said that violence also is a way to meet all kinds of not just one need, but also other needs, like the need of uncertainty. And as you'll see, number four is the need for connection and love. We can we can go about getting a connection with somebody in an unhealthy way through violence towards them. Um, so that's why he says it's such a big part of humanity in an unhealthy way because it meets so many different needs. Um, but let's talk about now about healthy ways that we can meet our need for significance. Um, being a leader to yourself or others, volunteering, speaking up, achieving a goal, mastery in your career, taking healthy risks for success. Another thing that, because he also talks like there's neutral ways of getting these needs met. And one of the neutral things that he's an example is how you dress. Like, you know, some people will dress outlandishly in order to be or feel significant or do things to themselves. Like he's like talking about piercings and tattoos or like things to make themselves stand out and be different from other people. And it really resonated for me because as a teenager, like I dressed, I was gothic, I was punk, I, I dressed like at and everybody in my school, I was the one that dressed the most out there as far as everybody, I actually got picked on it, picked on because of it too. Um, but it was because I was trying to meet my need to feel significant. And I was just doing it in a healthy way. And so that, I thought that was really interesting that that's one thing he brought up as well. So number four is the need for connection and love. So he said most people settle for connection because love is too scary. Um, people can be too scared of love because of, you know, whatever beliefs that they have about love. So they settle for trying to just make connections in order to meet their their need, uh, this need. And so when we're meeting that and so I, I see this a lot like he's some really good examples like connection um I thought this is very interesting he said the way that we connect the biggest way that we connect to each other is through problems 
And this is so true, right? Like how many times have you been talking to somebody, even like when we're just like day to day talking to somebody and you're just share like, oh, like this problem that you have. And it cannot even be like that big of a deal. It could be like, it's raining and it just caused all these problems. Like, oh my gosh, this morning trying to get my kids to school in the rain and somebody else is like, oh my gosh, yes. And they're explaining their situation. You're meeting that need of connection through sharing problems. And, um, and then we all know those people that are like one uppers, right? Like, oh, you think your problem is were is that bad? this is my problem. So, you know, that's how that person is connecting. And then even more so, that's probably how they're trying to feel significant. Like, hey, I got the bigger problem, right? Um, By, like I said, remember, because an unhealthy way of meeting and even uncertainty too, right? Creating a drama and problems for ourselves whenever we're like that, just focusing on problems. So it's very interesting to see human nature, how we do focus so much on problems and how also we even use that as a way to connect with each other. Um, and he said, this is actually the safest way to connect through uh, to connect with others is through problems because it really, to connect genuinely with another person means to be vulnerable. And that's very hard. It's very hard for people to be vulnerable, especially because it takes time. It takes time to gain somebody else's trust. Um, So it's an easy connection win when we can share our problems. So other unhealthy ways of meeting um, needs are self-harm, being just a needy person, um, unhealthy relationships, once again, connecting their problems. And some healthy ways that we can get connection to love is by sharing, supporting others, our faith, self-love, self-worth, act- uh, positive relationships, building, the taking the time to build rewarding and relationships, like, you know, getting that walk down, being vulnerable. Those are ways that we actually can get genuine connection and ultimately the need for love. Number five, so now the number one through four, those are like the very basic needs. So now we're going to talk about five and six. And those are like, those are needs above beyond the four needs. So you have to meet those four needs and really try to meet those in a healthy way in order to transcend into meeting the, the needs of number five and number six. But to ultimately be happy and have joy in life, we need to f- meet all six of these needs. So number five is the need for growth. So there are no plateaus plateaus in life, right? Like we're either growing or dying. We've heard that saying, you know, growth really is life. And, you know, one key to happiness, and I found this to be very true, is to be progressing. Progressing in life equals happiness. It doesn't mean you have to actually get that end goal, right? You don't have to actually reach that final destination, but as long as you're making progress, you're being happy. And the purpose of that of a goal really is not to get the goal. Like you don't realize this until you actually go through this whole process and this journey. It's it's the purpose of that goal and who you become when you achieve it. I want you to think about something that's really uh, that something in life that you've accomplished and you're really very proud of that. And I want you to think about how, what really mattered. What really matters that makes you feel that accomplished? Is it actually that you actually did that thing? Or is it because of who you became through that process of having to achieve that thing? And and I know what you're going to say. It's going to be, you know, the, the person that that made you become, that experience. And this is why, you know, when we reach a goal, 
we need to set another goal, right? And that's why I try to explain to people when you're on a fitness journey um, is you start to realize that it's about the journey and it's not about the goal. And we see all those really freaking cheesy like Pinterest things that talk about that. And I used to see them and I'm like, oh, that's cute, whatever. I'm going to put this on my Facebook, whatever. I'm going to share this positive eyes, right? And then you start going through that journey. You start really understanding what that means and how it really isn't about the destination. Like I don't ever, yes, I set goals. Um, yes, I try to reach those goals. Do I reach all of them? No. But that's the process of me reaching or reaching for that goal and to constant, like always be having a goal to work towards. It's that growth. Um, so this is the fifth need is the need for growth and healthy ways of getting this is lifelong learning, pursuing, pursuit of mastery, actually like learning to teach or teaching what you know um, is a great way to even grow more within your knowledge. Um, a unhealthy way of going about this need for growth is gathering information without applying it. And I kind of want to laugh at this because I am really bad about this. Like I am a, a knowledge hoarder. Like I'm not joking, guys. Like I sit here, I have tons of books, like especially about fitness and mindset and um, just personal growth. I had tons of books. I don't read books about stories. I just can't. I can't get into it. Like I can't. My mom's funny. She's the opposite, right? So I'm, I'm always reading like nonfiction and she's reading fiction. Um, and I just, for me, it's like, I always want to be growing. And for me, like, I don't want to waste time on a story. Like, I want to actually learn something. And the thing that happens with me is then, okay, I learn all this stuff, but then I don't give myself the time to apply that that knowledge um, and really create mastery. Because knowledge is is great. Like we always hear that, that saying knowledge is power. Well, I don't really think that's true. I really think that application of knowledge is power. Um, and so really actually doing something with that knowledge and that's going to help you feel like you're making progress because to me, like, yes, it's fun and nice to learn and it, and it does kind of meet some other needs I feel like, but it's that application of the knowledge that actually is going to get you the growth. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. It made me have a little aha moment about myself. Then number six is the need for contribution. This is a need to go beyond yourself. You can only feel so much for by yourself, right, internally. And then eventually you're going to want to share that with somebody else and, you know, even serve like on a higher purpose and a greater good. And this is the ultimate you know, this is the ultimate need to meet. And we can do this in healthy and unhealthy ways, just like all the other ones. Unhealthy ways is is just giving in order to get attention. Giving without taking care of yourself first. Um, healthy ways is paying it for, donating to charity, volunteering, helping others, doing things for others. And I think really the underlying factor between healthy and unhealthy of meeting this need is where's your heart at? Like what is, why are you doing that? Are you doing it because of the goodness of your heart? Are you doing it because there's something in it for you? And this is, I think, as long that's what makes it the healthier and healthy. And so I really hope you guys thought today's uh, podcast was interesting. I apologize. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks. Like I said, I've been struggling with these high highs, low lows. Um, and so what I've I'm, I'm going to kind of give you my takeaways, what I'm going to be kind of taking out of this is going back to like everything starts in my thoughts. So I know that 
the way that I go about my day, it a lot has to do with how what I put into my head. And I've been consuming a lot of things, you know, news, things outside of myself about what's going on, things I can't control, things I don't agree with. And it's really has an effect on me, especially as an empath. And so I'm going to have to just start doing more positive things. And it's, it's hard too, because it's so addicting. Like, I don't know if you feel like this, but like checking up on things like, ooh, what's going on in the world? Like once you know there's a problem, it's almost like this never ending like show, <laughs> right? It always like, it's every day is like a cliffhanger. I want to know what happens next. I want to know the ending to the story. And so it's, it, like I said, it, I think it's addicting to be like checking on things like what's going on? How is this affecting me? Um, you know, trying to find that certainty by constantly looking at, at what's going on, right? So I'm going to have to, as hard as that can be, I'm just going to have to stop doing that. Like that's what I was doing and that worked for me for so long. I don't want to say I'm going to be ignorant to it, but I don't want it to consume my life and um I need to start putting more positive things into my life. I need to start taking control. I need to start doing my meditation. I need to start waking up early like I used to do and have my me time, do my meditation, do my journaling. I need to set some damn goals. I don't really have any goals right now. And and it's like I don't have, I don't feel like I have much direction. Um, I'm going to really focus on my routines and creating that certainty um, around routines, uh, you know, organizing my house too. I know that sounds really weird, but like when everything's organized, actually it's not weird at all. You know, when everything's organized and I have a routine, like it just, my mind, I can think. I can like clear my head. I can think. I don't feel like cluttered mentally as well. So I'm going to really focus on that. I'm going to really start really making sure my fitness is a priority because for me, when I work out, especially in the mornings, like it transcends into everything else. And I've talked about that because it's my cornerstone habit. I know if I do, there's certain things that I know if I get those done in a day, like everything else is going to be better. And that's my fitness and just focusing more on self-care and learning, um, things that are just positive and healthy ways because now like you're you know you're with me now like (laughs) as in the sense of like you're awake that you know what's going on now now you know what's like what is happening in your life like oh crap like oh I've been like all I want to do is bench watch Netflix oh this is why like I'm trying to meet my need for certainty so how can I change that and do something in a healthy way to still meet that need because regardless these needs they're gonna have to be met right so it's up to you on how you want to meet those needs and like I said give yourself grace because there's a couple of things that could be working against you your you know your beliefs like your beliefs are how you meet those needs right that dictates the actions you take to meet those needs and beliefs are instilled in us since a lot of them since we're little you know we have these beliefs On top of that, we have routines, unhealthy routines, and those take time to undo. So, oh man, I should do a podcast on routines because there's, um, uh, on habits, because there's a lot more to it. Um, If you want to know, like a really good book, if you want to learn about habits is um, James Clear book, Atomic Atomic Habits, like one of my favorite books, a really awesome book. But uh, you can't just take a bad habit you got to like replace it with something because the trigger is still going to be there. There's, there's a, 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 a way a habit works. You got his trigger, you got the action, which is the habit and you got a reward. And you're probably thinking like, really? Like I have a, why I have this negative habit 
I don't want to do this. Like, there's nothing good about it. I'm like, I'm promising if there's something you're doing continuously, like you might not really believe, like understand it because a lot of the way our minds work is subconsciously. Um, There is a reward. There's always a reward. If you're, if you have a habit, good or bad, there is some type of reward at the end of why, because that's why you keep doing it. That's why your brain programmed to keep you doing that thing. You got to have a reward for it. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at, do I have these unhealthy habits that you can't just say, I'm just going to stop this habit. You have to try to replace that habit with a healthy one. So figure out what is the trigger and then think about a healthier action that you can take instead of that unhealthy action. Okay. So just kind of giving you a little guidance on that. So I want to hear from you guys. Um, if you follow me on a Facebook or Instagram, I'm Mama's New Shang on Instagram, Facebook. I'm Jessica Nicole May. You can add me personally or Mama's New Shang. I would love to hear from you. I every once in a while I hear from people that, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. And um, I'm just like, oh, that's so awesome. Like it makes me feel so good because I'm like, okay, what I'm doing actually is mattering. It's it's um really guys like <laughs> I just thought about right now, you guys are helping me to fulfill my need of contribution. Um, and even my need of growth, like my higher level. And so I've noticed that about myself, like when I am meeting all those other four basic needs, then I find it really easy to get back. And I find it really easy to jump on here and do a podcast episode. If I'm not, it's like I'm stuck trying just to get by meeting these basic needs. And I can't like ascend into the higher needs of growth and contribution. Um, and so I, I thank you. you <laughs> what I was getting at is like, thank you for allowing me to fulfill that need by giving back through the podcast. Um, so yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear what are the top two things um, that you are needs that you're really focusing on trying to meet and it, what aha moments you had, like if this was helpful and what you had, what realizations you had as well. You can even hop in to the podcast um, Facebook group, which I, I really apologize. I'm not, haven't been very active at all in there and I need to get back in there. Like I said, I've been struggling internally with my own shit. <laughs> um, and so sometimes I'll be honest, like I feel like who wants to like hear my shit? Like who wants, like who wants to see another freaking picture of me working out or what I'm eating? Like I get to that point, right? Like who am I? Like who cares? You know what I mean? But I know deep down, like that stuff is inspiring. That stuff is, um, you know, people care, like it does help them. And it's not all about like, look at me, look at me. It's more like, Hey, look what I'm doing. And you can do it too. Like it's about, it's really about that other person. It's not about me. And I need to like, realize like, you know, it's not something I'm doing in order to be vain. It's really something I'm doing in order to inspire you. So Anyways, now I'm starting to get off on a little like tangent of like random stuff and thoughts that are coming through my head. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. So it's like, I just want to like give you everything. But I'm gonna leave you with that. And for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. 
Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there and you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I've created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.